Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we will be reading um, chapter uh, chapters 10 and 11. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Now we can read chapter 10. Back, back in the camp, Fireheart spotted Blue Star leaving the nursery. Quickly, he dropped his catch on the pile of fresh kill and patted it over to her. Yes, Fireheart, what is it? The leader asked. Her voice was calm, but with a sinking feeling, Fireheart knew that the lack of warmth meant she had not forgiven him for asking about the missing Thunderclan kits. He lowered his head respectfully. Blue Star, I was hunting near Two Leg Place, and why there? Blue Star interrupted. Sometimes I think you spend too much time near Two Leg Place, Fireheart. I just, I, I just thought there might be prey there. Fireheart stammered. Anyway, while I was there, I smelled some strange cats. At once, Blue Star was alert. Her ears flicked up, at, and as she fixed fixed her eyes intently on Fireheart, how many cats? What clan were they from? I'm not sure how many. Fireheart admitted, five or six at least. But they didn't have the scent of any clan. He wrinkled his nose as he remembered. They smelled of crow food, which made me sure they weren't kitty pets. Blue Star looked thoughtful, and to Fireheart's relief, her hostility toward him seemed to ebb away. How recent was this? She asked. Quite recent, but I didn't see any cats from there. Except Tiger Claw, he added silently. But Fireheart decided not to tell Blue Star that part of the story. The leader was in no mood to listen to any more accusations of her deputy, and he had no evidence anyway that Tireclaw had done anything to do with the unknown cats. Rogues from the two-leg place, perhaps, Blue Star guessed. Thank you, Fireheart. I'll tell the patrol to keep a lookout when they go that way. I don't suppose there are any threat to the Thunder Clan, but we can't be we can't be too careful. Fireheart padded toward the camp with a vole clamped firmly in his jaws. The sun shone, fr- shone from a brilliantly, brilliantly blue sky, and already two days after his meeting with the princess, most of the snow was gone. Buds were swelling, and a mist of tiny green leaves was beginning to cover the trees. <clears throat> More important, prey was re- reappearing in the forest. Already, it was easier to replenish the pile of fresh kill, and for the first time in moons, the clan was full-fed. Fireheart arrived in the clearing to find the, that, find the queens raking old bedding out of their nursery. When he had dropped his prey on the pile of fresh kill, he went across to give him, them a hand, pleased to see that Cloudkit was helping too. I'm going to show the other kit, kits the good moss place, the kit... The kit mewed proudly as he staggered past with a load of bedding. Good idea, Fireheart agreed. He'd noticed that even after Tiger Claw relieved him of his duties with the elders, Claw Kit had gone on helping. Maybe at least the kit was feeling some spark of loyalty toward his adopted clan. Watch out for badgers, though. Just then, he saw Goldenflower emerge from the nursery, pushing a ball of solid moss in front of her. Her belly was round with the weight of the kits she was carrying. Hello, Fireheart, she meowed. Isn't it great to see the sun again? Fireheart gave the queen's shoulder a friendly lick. Soon it will be the new leaf, he mewed, just in time for your kits. If you, he broke off and spun around as he heard Tigerclaw's voice behind him speaking his name. 
by her. If you've nothing better to do than stand gossiping with the queens, I have a job for you. Fireheart bit back an angry response. He'd been hunting all morning and paused only for a few minutes to talk to Goldenflower. I want you to take a patrol down to the border of River Clan, the deputy went on. Noka has been that way for a few days, and now the snow has gone and we need to renew the scent markings. And make sure no River Clan cats are hunting hunting on our ter- territory. If they are, you know what to do. Yes, Tigerclaw, Fireheart mewed. Hedgehogs must be growing wings, he thought, if Tigerclaw had chosen him to lead a patrol. Then he realized that Tigerclaw was too clever to behave hostility, hostily toward him in public. The deputy would be careful to treat him just the same as any other clan warrior, in case Bluestar noticed. But I still don't trust you, Fireheart thought. Aloud, he mewed. Whom shall I take with me? Any cat you like, or do you need me to hold your paw? Terraclaw added with a sneer. No, Terraclaw. By now, Fireheart could barely keep his tongue curbed. He would have. He would have loved to swipe a claw over the deputy's sc- scarred muscle. He me- he meow- mewed a hasty goodbye to Goldenflower, and headed for the warrior's den. Sandstorm was there, lying on her side, and in. Angelically washing, while Graystripe and Running Wing sh- shared tongues nearby. Who's up for a patrol? Fireheart called. Tireclaw wants us to check the River Clan border. Graystripe scrambled to his paws right away at the mention of River Clan, while Running Wing got up more slowly. Sandstorm paused in her washing and looked up at Fireheart. Just when I was hoping for a bit of peace, she complained. I've been hunting since dawn. But her tone was good-humored, not remotely as unfriendly as she was when he had first arrived in the clan. Fireheart thought, and almost at once, she got up and shook herself. All right, she mewed. Lead on. What about Brackenpaw? Fireheart asked Graystripe. Do you want to bring him along? White Storm and Mouseford took the apprentices out, Running Wing explained. All of the apprentices, more fool them. All of the apprentices... More fooled them. They were hunting fresh kill for the elders. Fireheart led the way out of the camp, feeling a tingle in his paws as he leaped up the side of the ravine. Felt like moon since he had a good run without snow to freeze his paws off, and he wanted to stretch his muscles. We'll head for Sunning Rocks, he meowed, and then followed the border up to four trees. He set a he set a brisk pace through the trees, but not so fast that he failed to notice the brilliant green fronds of new bracken beginning to unfurl, or the first or the first pale buds of primroses pushing out of their green coverings. Birdsong filled the air, and the fresh scent of growing things. He slowed down to walk as the patrol approached the edge of the forest. Ahead of him, he could see. He could hear the sound of the river, free at last, from its bounds of ice. We're almost at the border, he meowed quietly. From here on, we have to keep alert. There may be river clan cats about. Graystripe stopped and opened his jaws to drink, drink in the scent from the breeze. I can't smell any, he reported. Fireheart wondered if he was disappointed that Silverstream wasn't nearby. Besides, they'll have plenty of prey now that the river's unfrozen, Graystripe added. Why should why should they come and steal ours? I wouldn't put it anything past RiverClan, growled Running Wing. They'd steal the fur off your back if you didn't keep an eye on them. Firehurt saw Graystripe beginning to bristle. Come on then, he meowed hastily, trying to distract his 
trying to distract his friend before he said anything that gave away his divided loyalties. Let's go. He raced through the last he raced away through the last trees and burst out into the open ground. What he saw there brought him skidding to a halt, and the memory of his dream crashed into his mind like the, like a thunderclap. In front of the cats, the land sloped gently down to the river, or what had been the river. Swelled by the melting snow, the fast-flowing water had burst the banks and risen up until it lapped the grass barely a rabbit length from Fireheart's paws. The tips of reeds just showed above it. Farther upstream, the sunning rocks were gray islands in the midst, mid, yeah, midst of a shimmering silver lake. The thaw had certainly come, but now the river it, it was in full flood. And that's the end of chapter 10. We're going to take a quick break and then we can read chapter 11. See you in a minute. Hi everyone, welcome back from the break. Now we can read chapter 11. Great Starkland, breathed Sandstorm. The other two cats grunted in agreement. But Fireheart was speechless with horror. He had insistently recognized the shining expanse of water, and now he recalled Leaf's anonymous words. Water can quench fire. Fear chilled him as he struggled to understand how this flood could threaten his clan, so that he was hardly aware of Graystripe trying to attract his attention until the big gray cat pressed up close to his side. Panic flared in Graystripe's amber eyes, and Fireheart didn't need to ask why. His friend was afraid for Silverstream. The land was lower on the river clan bank, so the flood waters couldn't spread much farther. As for the camp on the island, Fireheart wondered how much of that was underwater. He had grown to like Silverstream in spite of his concerns, and he felt a grudging, grudging respect for Mistyfoot and Greypool too. He didn't want to imagine them dr- driven out of their camp, or worse, drowned. Running Wing had padded right to the water's edge, and he was gazing out across the river. River Clan isn't going to like this, he remarked. And a good thing, too, it'll keep them off our territory. Fireheart felt Graystripe tense at the note of satisfaction in Running Wing's voice. He shot his friend a warning glance. Well, we can't patrol the border now, he pointed out. We better get back to camp and report this. Come on, Graystripe, he added firmly, seeing the warrior look once more with anguish across the swollen river. As soon as Blue Star heard the news, she leaped to the top of the high rock and gave the familiar call. Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey join here beneath the high rock for a clan meeting. At once, cats poured out, pour, poured out of their dens and into the clearing. Fireheart took his place at the front of the crowd, noticing with a prickle of annoyance that Cloudkit had come bouncing along after Brindleface, although he was too young to attend the meeting. He saw Yellowfang and Cinderpaw listening listening from the mouth of the fern tunnel. Even Broken Tail emerged from his den, nudged along by Mousefur. The bright morning was coming to an end. The clouds were massing to cover the face of the sun, and the gentle breeze had strengthened until a stiff wind blew across the clearing, flattening the fur of the cats who crashed around the high rock. Fireheart shivered and didn't know whether it was from cold or apprehensive. Cats of Thunderclan, meowed Blue Star. 
Our camp may be in danger. The snow has gone, but the river has burst its banks. Part of our territory is already flooded. A chorus of dismay rose from the clan, but Blue Star raised her voice above the yells. Fireheart, tell the clan what you've seen. Fireheart stood up and described how the river had overflowed near the sunning rocks. It doesn't sound that dangerous to us, meowed Darkstripe. When he had finished, we have plenty of territory left for our prey. Let River Clan worry, worry about the floods. A murmur of approval broke out. All through Fireheart and noticed that Tiger Claw stayed silent. He sat at the base of the high rock, motionless except for the twitching tip of his tail. Silence, spat Blue Star. The water could spread here before we know it. Something like this is, is bigger than Clan Rivalry. And I don't want to hear that any River Clan cats have died from these floods. Fireheart noticed a hot glow in her eyes as she spoke, as if her words meant more than she had said. Puzzled, he remembered how angry Blueser had been with, with him for speaking to the River Clan warriors yet. Yet now, the strength of feeling suggested a current a current of sympathy running deep within her. Patchbelt spoke up from among the elders. I remember the last time the river overflowed many moons ago. Cats from all the clans drowned, prey drowned too, and we went hungry even through our paws stayed dry. This is not just River Clan's problem. Well said, Patchbelt, meowed Blue Star. I remember those days too, and I hoped I would never have to see such times again. But since it has happened, these are my orders. No cats to go out alone. Kits and apprentices must not leave the camp without at least one warrior. Patrols will go out to discover how far the floods reach. Terracla, see to it. Yes, Blue Star, meowed the deputy. I'll send out hunting patrols too. We must build up a stock of prey before the water rises any further. Good idea, agreed Blue Star. She raised her voice again to address the whole clan. The meeting is over. Go to your duties. She leaped down lightly from the high rock and padded over to the, padded across to talk with Patchpelt and the other elders. Fireheart was waiting to see if Tireclaw would choose him for a patrol when he noticed Graystripe edging away from the circle of cats. Fireheart headed after him and caught up just as he broke for the gorse tunnel. Where do you think you're going? He hissed in the gray warrior's ear. Blueshoy just said that no cat should go out alone. Graystripe turned a panicky look on him. Fireheart, I have to see Silverstream, he protested. I have to be sure she's okay. Fireheart let out a long sigh of exasperation. He understood how his friend was feeling, but he could hardly have chosen a worse time to go visiting his mate. How will you get across the river, he asked. I'll manage, Graystripe promised grimly. It's only water. Don't be such a mouse brain, Fireheart spat, remembering the time Grishrip had fallen through the ice when so Silverstream had rescued him. You nearly drowned once before. Wasn't that enough for you? Grishrip didn't answer. He just swung around and made for the tunnel again. Fireheart glanced over his shoulder. The other cats in the clearing were breaking up into small groups under Tireclaw's direction, ready to go out on a patrol. Stop, Graystripe, he hissed, holding his friend at the entrance to the tunnel. Wait there. Hold on a sec, guys. Sorry about that. Um, hold on. 
Let's see where it was. Uh, once he was sure Gracerp had gone, he as he had done as he asked, he bounded across the clearing toward the deputy. Hey, Tigerclaw, he meowed. Gracerp and I are ready to go. We'll go check the river clan boundary downstream of the Sunning Rocks. All right. <clears throat> Tigerclaw narrowed his eyes, clearly displeased that fi- that Fireheart had taken it upon himself to choose which area he was going to patrol. But he had no reason to refuse, especially with Blue Star in earshot. All right, he growled, tried to bring some prey back as well. Yes, Tigerclaw, Fireheart replied, dipping his head before turning to race back to Graystripe. Okay, he panted, we're on patrol, so at least no cat will wonder where we've gone. <clears throat> but... You, Graystripe, began to protest. I know you have to go, Fireheart meowed, but I'm coming with you. He felt prickle of guilt as he spoke. Even on patrol, he and Graystripe wouldn't be expected to cross clan boundaries. Blue Star would be furious if she knew that two of her warriors were risking their lives to go into enemy territory with their own clan needed them so badly. But Fireheart couldn't just stand there and let Graystripe go alone. His friend could be swept away in the floods and never return. Thanks, Fireheart, murmured Graystripe as they left the tunnel. I won't forget this. Side by side, the two warriors scrambled up the steep, rocky slope. As they headed into the forest, retracing the steps of their earlier patrol, Fireheart noticed how muddy the ground was under paw. The melted snow had already soaked the earth like the heaviest rainfall, even without the deadly spread of flood water from the river. When they reached the edge of the trees, Fireheart realized that the water had risen even far- farther. Sunning Rocks was almost submerged now. The current swirled around them in, in tight cir- circles. We'll never make it across there, he meowed. Let's head downstream, and Graystripe suggested. We might be able to use the stepping stones. We can try, Fireheart mute uncertainly. He was about to follow his friend when he thought he heard something, a thin wailing sound above the wind, and rushing in the t- uh, and the rushing of the tor- torrent. Wait, he called. Did you hear that? Graystripe looked back. The both cats both and both cats stood, ears pricked, straining to catch the sound. When fi- then Fireheart heard it again. The panic-stricken mewing of kits in distress. Where are they? He meowed, looking all around, up and down the trees. I can't see them. There. Graystripe flicked his tail in the direction of Sunning Rocks. Fireheart, they'll drown. Fireheart saw the current had driven a mat of twigs and debris up against Sunning Rocks. Two kids had balanced cautiously on it. Their tiny mouths stretched wide as they wailed for help. Even as Fireheart watched, the current tugged at the mat, threatening to sweep it away. Come on, he yelled to Graystripe. We've got to reach them somehow. Taking a deep breath, he waded into the flood. The water soaked into his fur at once, and a paralyzing icy chill crept up his legs. The tug of the current made it harder to stay on his paws with every step he took. Graystripe splashed in behind him, but when the water reached his belly fur, he stopped. Fireheart, he choked out. Fireheart twisted around to give him a comforting nod. He could understand how the river might terrify Graystripe after his near drowning a few moons ago. Stay there, he meowed. I'll try to push the mat over to you. Graystripe nodded, trembling too too violently to speak. 
Fireheart waded forward a few more paces, then launched himself into the current and began to swim, thrashing his legs in instinctively to push himself through the black water. They were upstream of the sunning rocks. If Starclan was kind, he would be able he would be carried down toward the kits. For a moment, he lost sight of them in the wind-ruffled waves. Through, he could still hear their terrified cries. Then the smooth gray bulk of sunning rocks loomed up beside him. He kicked out strongly, fearing one, f- fearing for one panic-stricken heartbeat that he would be swept right past. The current swirled. Fireheart's paws worked furiously, and the river tossed him against the rock, driving the breath out of his body. He scrabbled at the rough surface, bracing himself against the rushing water, and found himself face to face with the two kids. They were both very small, still su- suck- suckling from their mother. Fireheart guessed. One was black, one was gray. Their fur plastered against their tiny bodies, and their brilliant blue eyes wide with terror. They were crouched on a tangled mat of twigs, leaves, and two-leg rubbish. But when they saw Fireheart, they started to scramble toward him. The mat lurched, and their wails grew louder as the river's water sloshed over them. Keep still, Fireheart gasped, paddling madly against the current. Briefly, he wondered if he could climb onto the rock and hold the kids up with him, but he was not sure how long it would be before the sunning rocks were completely submerged. His best plan was to push the mat over to Graystripe. Looking back, he saw his friend had already moved downstream into a good position to catch the mat as it swept him toward him. Here we go, Fireheart muttered. Starkin, help us. He pushed himself off the wreck, thrusting at the mat with his muzzle to guide it to to guide it into the current. The two kids whimpered and flattened themselves against the twigs. Fireheart put every last scrap of energy into pushing the mat ahead of him with his nose and paws. He could feel exhaustion draining the strength from his limbs. His his fur was soaked, but and he was so cold he could hardly breathe. Raising his head, he blinked water out of his eyes. He realized with horror that he had lost sight of Graystripe in the bank. It seemed as if there was nothing in the world but turning water. The fragile mat of twigs and, and two terrified kids. Then he heard Graystripe's voice sounding close by. Fireheart, Fireheart, here. Fireheart thrust again, again at the mat, trying to propel it propel it towards the voice. It spun away from him, and his head went under. Coughing and choking, he clawed his way to the surface, see gray stripe placing on dry land pacing on dry land just a few tail lengths away. For a heartbeat, Fireheart felt relief that he was nearly there. Then he focused his blurred eyes on the kids ahead again, and fear pulsed through him. The mat was beginning to break up. Fireheart watched helplessly as the twigs underneath the gray kits um, gave way, and the tiny creature was plunged into the turret. And that's the end of chapter 11. Next week, uh, we'll read chapter 12 um, and 13. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time.